So, I am not exactly where I thought I would be at this point. I'm not exactly in the light I thought I'd be in, either. It's a very interesting place to be. Um, but I thought I would take advantage of the way, some people say, when, um, things happen. What is that, uh, never allowing a crisis to go to waste? And surely I could be in crisis mode right now. Um, and that's only because, well... I'm sitting here in my closet and I'm taken back to many episodes ago. And no, this is not, <laughs> this is not a, what are, what are those called? Like one of those, uh, like best of episodes. No, 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 no. I have no idea how we would do like those clip episodes. No, hell no. Let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> I know I'm like, and I think about, I hearken back to many episodes ago and you hear that like, like that dreaming sound. Oh, welcome to the experience with Michael Aaron Caceres back in September of 2020. Oh, we're that young. Are we only six months old? Wow. We're actually not even six months old yet. But I don't know if it counts because we took like a month off, like right when we started. Um, but right now, okay, no, the reason why I was saying it harkens back is because if you remember from like the first 11 episodes of this podcast... I used to podcast out of my closet because I was very comfortable there. And, well, you see, my computer seems to be having a major problem right now. I don't know why and or what. And, you know, it happens. Um, I remember, do you guys, no, you guys don't know, that when I had the Wi-Fi issue... Like, how am I supposed to produce anything when I have no Wi-Fi? I mean, yeah, you can produce things, but you can't share or actually produce, produce. Like, you know, the final stage of production, like getting it out there. <laughs> if you don't have Wi-Fi to do certain things, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously, y'all guys know what I would be talking about. I'm not like talking about like writing or painting or you know, even creating or video making, but, you know, um, or even podcasting for that sake. That's why I'm doing this now, actually. That's why I'm sitting in my closet and I am uh, doing this podcast in the moment of the heat because this is a carryover. Like, um, I tend to do a lot of podcasting these days. Like, I'm seeing myself doing a lot of podcasting. Like, I'm doing, like, what, three to four different programs at the moment and, um, well, I was doing a program tonight with the Q&A Holes crew, and it was the Mr. C and Magadon show, and my computer went down during that show. 
And I actually had to use my phone to keep doing it. So, you know, if you head over to twitch.tv slash the Q&A Holes podcast, you can see that footage. And I'm not trying to draw footage over there by any means. I mean, I'm actually supposed to be doing the C report right now. So if you follow my podcast on or if you subscribe, I would highly recommend you subscribe because you get to keep up with all the drama and even current events. Uh, that is the experience with Michael Aaron Cossers and the Sea Report. But um, I'm supposed to be doing the Sea Report right now. So if you're familiar with my podcasts, and you know, right now I would be doing the Sea Report um, because it is what nearly, oh, I mean, it's, you know, it's the evening hours of Wednesday or Thursday, sorry, March 18th. The month is going by super quick. It's already the uh, end of the quarter. But um, as I was saying, uh, I'm supposed to be doing the C-Report. I mean, I could do the C-Report, but my computer, my laptop is basically, it looks seems like it might have a bug. So what I've done right now is I've just went ahead and I've shut it down. Um, I had restarted it about... Uh, well, see, what happened was during the broadcast, the uh, podcast with uh, Magadon um, and Mr. W on uh, the QA Holes network there, um, my computer froze up. So I got on my phone. And while I was on my phone, I was rebooting my computer. But that happened about, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes in. And then it took it about 20 more minutes to actually get functional. And then towards the end of the show, I was able to get back onto the program through my laptop, get off my phone. Well, with about 10 to 15 minutes of the show left, my laptop just keeps acting up. I freeze out, I get lost again, and I basically can't get back on. And then um, my laptop, I went ahead to decide to try and do a reboot. So I was like, what? about nine o'clock well about 10 o'clock it finally decides to let me shut it down (laughs) because it was running so slow no matter what i did it wouldn't let me um i think it might have a bug i mean it's quite possible it does but i'm i've shut it down and i'm hoping that maybe uh i can turn it on later and it returns to normal and if it doesn't we'll be doing a lot of podcasting Um, and I'll have to find a different way to do the C report because I was doing that on the daily simulcast through Twitch. So you had a video presentation, kind of like watching the news. And then you also had the podcast that you're listening to now. I know you guys like the podcast. I know that's why you, uh, that's why you guys tune in and subscribe. But, um, you know, I just, uh, I need to, uh have a laptop in order to do that. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll keep you guys informed. But what I'm doing now is uh, what they say is taking advantage of a crisis. And I'm giving you guys the play-by-play on how I, Michael Aaron Costas, remain calm in the face of losing all of their work and their laptop and their ability to communicate and access the world. Indeed, these are the times worth living for, aren't they? So anyways, I'm now in my closet. Um, I have a feeling like I'm going to be connected with the analog world very much so. 
Um, the C report could go somewhere completely different too, though, you know, like it could mean that that's what this is supposed to be. Um, it could mean that, uh, the universe is telling me something that I need to adhere to. Um, but I will have to figure out what that is because I don't quite know what it is yet. You know, like I've come this far by opening doors that were before me and maybe even by taking paths that I may not have taken before or recognized before. And now I'm trying to, so I don't know. Things kept keep getting jacked up for a certain reason. I keep feeling a certain way for a certain reason. I'm feeling like maybe I need to make certain decisions in my life. And that might involve... I don't know. I really don't. I'll have to... Uh, I will have to uh, circle back on that one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I will have to circle back. But I will be back because this episode's not over. You may hear commercial next. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to work on revenue streams for this show. And I'm not trying to sound like... Um, what's the word? I'm not trying to sound like this is a one-dimensional dimensional type of program. But I am going to give you guys a progress report if you so desire. Um, but, uh, we are doing well on the experience and with the C report, and we're going to keep on bringing you, uh, broadcasting, podcasting, whatever you'd like to see. We're not actually doing this simulcasting right now, like I said, because of this crisis where my laptop's not working. I cannot simulcast because it is not working, but it's okay because most of you guys are not watching the YouTube simulcast anyways, you don't want to see it. It's boring. It's just me sitting there talking and it's nothing fun to watch or attractive either, I might note. Uh, I love myself, but I'm honest, you know, and I'm not cynical. I love myself, you know, I love you too. But like, um, as I was saying, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We will see Mr. C., Michael C., what happens? And yeah. But um, anyways, uh, do tune in, tell your friends, let everyone know about the experience. And we'll find out about the news because uh, let me tell you something, sir. Uh, I was working all of that off of my laptop. And um, I mean, you know, you could do it off your phone. I guess I could... If I could find a way to get my phone to connect to a printer, maybe I could just print the stories off my phone and then just do it that way on my phone. But we'll see. I mean, I could also just, you know, buy, uh, you know, anti-malware um, anti software or something, I guess. I don't know. I guess it just depends. I've never had this happen. Usually computers just go kaput on me about the two-year mark, uh, the screen will go out. And, you know, I never thought about, like, you know, connecting, a, you know, a, a monitor to it and running it that way. And, you know, I, I would have lost, I wouldn't have uh, lost four computers if I hadn't done that in the first place. I, If I had done that, I would have had not bought four to five or six laptops. Like, but, you know, I don't think about those things. I just, you know, I just, I need a laptop. <laughs> so... 
anyways, um, but, uh, we'll see what happens. I will see. Um, but, okay, so what I was going to do earlier is I was going to say, to be continued, you might hear a commercial. Because I'm kind of just like, I'm going to go with the flow, you know? Like, I'm kind of trying to decide how I'm going to reshuffle or how I'm, what approach I'm going to take, um... I, I want to kind of attack this at a different angle. I'm trying to figure out which way I want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to reshuffle some of the some of the podcasting and simulcasting that I've done. I want to, you know, kind of rework some of the things I've been working on before. Um and and kind of and kind of see where I can go from there. I mean, like, I think at this point is quite safe to say that there is enough back build to support a solid foundation to move forward uh, in whatever decision it is that I decide to make at this point. Um, I think the structure is there. I think it just needs to be cleaned out. I think it just needs to be tweaked. And I think it just needs some good anti-malware. And as long as it has some good anti-malware... And, you know, some solid connections. Uh, You know, I'm thinking like a double-headed HDMI or something like that. You know, like this could very well work. And we may as well go for an LAN cord while we're at it. Because that way we will always have the supra speed that we were promised from the start. You know what I mean? And we will move forward. We will just... We will just absolutely knock down the competition and break all the algorithms and make ourselves known like that is just what we have to do we know how to do it the content is there everything is there everything is set match begin that's all there is to it and you know what they say the hardest part is follow through in fact, what, probably 95% is follow through and at least 95% don't follow through. And that's the ticket right there. Do you have the follow through? Are you a quitter? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say such things, but I don't know. You know, uh, some things people will keep at for their entire life. Some people things will just phase through them, you know, or people just uh, phase through things. That's just the way it is, you know, but in the end, uh, the follow through, complete that mission, do what you got to do. Don't give up. Don't surrender. Never surrender. And don't stop. Never let anyone stop you. Even me. Just kidding, folks. I would never try and stop you. Only you would try and stop you. <laughs> I mean, other people might try and stop you too, but it wouldn't be me. Because I I just, why would I try and stop you? I don't care. I'm not a ladder climber. <laughs> I'm not a cock either. Or what is it called? A cook? A cook? A cook? I'm not a cook. Don't you be fucking my girlfriend. Uh, 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 uh. I didn't give you no permission. Uh-uh. No, sir, Rebob. At least not in front of my face. 
Anyways, okay, this is starting to go no- nowhere. No, but this episode's not over yet. Um, so I'm going to tell you my battle plan. Because the night is still young. I might still be able to do the sea report. But either way, this uh, experience episode will be interwoven. So uh, I look forward to that because I haven't really been able to bring you a solid experience episode, I think, since the human trafficking episodes. And I feel like I've just kind of been meandering. And I I might be meandering now, but I think at least it is a little more intelligible than the previous episode. uh, Because I am having a computer meltdown crisis right now. And what I'm going to do is go with the flow. Now, I've shut down my computer... (laughs) And I'm going to let it chill for a little bit, okay? Um, I am going to go uh, maybe do some chores and maybe have some Chinese food. And I will be back. And this episode will be up uh, soon. But no later than Friday afternoon. Okay, all right, talk. So, successfully and unsuccessfully, yet successful, I have uh, finished my chores for the evening, (laughs) and I have successfully uh, created this, uh, reheated this dish du jour. I'm going to have some orange chicken, Um, but... Let me tell you what, um, basically what I'm going to do, and who knows, maybe my computer acted up just because the universe was saying, Michael, you need to eat, which is just ridiculous because I had quite a good meal prior to this orange chicken I had. I had me a hearty Frito pie. Oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Anyway, so no, we'll see what happens. Um... We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, but I will hop back on. Um, you know, maybe this is just uh, Michael's way of saying I want to eat. But, um, you know, that's a thing, though. It's just... I don't need to eat right now. I am just so big. Anyways, okay, so let me just stop there because I just... I just keep thinking that the C report is the rhyme to the reason, you know what I mean? But, oh, anyways, okay, I will be back very, very soon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, whoops. So at this point, I am officially in the closet again. And, well, I mean, it wasn't that much Chinese food, but um, it was a a brief little respite. Um, Computer is currently still logging up, so I don't think that I'll be able to use it again because it's been logging up. Um, We'll see how it is in the morning then. I guess uh, in the meantime, though, I mean, it's it's definitely not something that I was expecting as part of my schedule for this evening. I certainly didn't see myself in the closet again, um, that's for sure. But um, I guess, I don't know, it's a... Uh, uh, I, I did hear a couple of earlier episodes and... 
I was like, you know, the sound was so different then. And the focus of the speak was so different. You know, I think having gotten so caught up in doing the sea report on the daily with the news, um, that expressive opinion, you know, the drive to have to keep on going. I was, I was ready and, and, uh, amped up to go this afternoon. And, uh, I worked on some TikTok clips for the Q and a holes podcast crew, um, for TikTok, And even that I can't get to now, which is really what's driving me insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, we will see, we will see. Um, there are a couple of other things that I have on my radar as far as creativity is concerned, but, um, you know, what do we do? I know I saw an article that was talking about getting ready for an EMP blast and, uh, here we are in the bowels of something. Well, I guess we will see. Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing, and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A Trick of the Eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get A Trick of the Eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name. A Trick of the Eyes by Michael Aaron Casares. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm finally in a headspace to where I can, like, kind of return to talking to you guys about what's going on. Um, so I know I promised in uh, the, like, last minute or so of this recording of this episode that y'all were listening to that I would have it up um, in a day or two. And I know it doesn't really make a difference because I guess in the grand scheme of things, relatively speaking... Unless you are following this podcast on a day-to-day basis, and then indeed, unless you are following following all of the podcasts that I do on a day-to-day basis, then you wouldn't really be aware of anything that's going on. But let the record reflect that the experience with Michael Aaron Cosseris, the C Report, Q&A Holes podcast, I think that's it. Yes, they're uh, at least on my end are all up, uh, are all uh, are all in flux and all temporarily um, not working. Well, you know the experience, yes, but there has been a lot of uh, 
stuff going on. So for one, yes, as the title of this episode indicates, my computer does have some type of virus. I was, um, there's a couple of options I'm exploring, um, just for added web, uh, no, I shouldn't say added web security. Although everyone, we should always have web security, obviously, but I mean like, um, for, uh, added, um, um, added streaming, uh, I guess you could say, added, uh, Wi-Fi distribution, <laughs> added access, uh, no, just, uh, to make sure that, um, regardless of what is going on, that I should still be able to receive a signal. No, I'm not gonna get a satellite phone, uh, no, I'm not gonna get, like, satellite I don't know. I'm sure that they do that. Uh, Get your own satellite beam for your Wi-Fi. I don't know. But like, uh, yeah, I'll look in. I'm going to look into some things um, as well as enhancing some security on my laptop, because what what is going on is um, whatever virus it is, it's slowing it down immensely um, and it's stalling a lot of the programs as well as not allowing me to get into like the settings or the mainframe or anything like that so um it it initially started i want to say thursday night uh whilst talking about zombies on the mr c and magadon show and I don't know that uh, the zombies in particular were the reason why uh, all this went down. Um, I-, I wouldn't blame Pornhub. No, just kidding, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, I-, I-, I, well, I don't need to get into the details of of all of the uh, the malpractice malware on my that might be in my. I don't even know. But we'll we'll look into it. It's just it slowed it down so bad. Like um, Saturday night, I was able to get on and actually do the uh, Q and A host podcast show. We had a, a pretty good show on Saturday, and um, I haven't been able to do the C report. But anyways, let me let me get back to the, the, what I'm telling you, so we, I can get around to that. Um, so. We, I was able to do the show on Saturday. Um, basically, I turned my computer off Thursday night. And then I had a family emergency promptly the next morning. And um, well, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that morning. So um, I, I won't get into the details of that too. Let, uh, needless to say, or let alone to say, like, um, everything is going okay in that department. Um, so I'm very thankful and glad, um, and, uh, wish a continued healing toward my family member. They just had, uh, a brief, um, vacation, a brief staycation in the hospital, um, that could have been serious, but fortunately it wasn't. So, or, or at this point it hasn't been declared, uh, deadly it's not it's not I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be fine but either way either way so that that's where most of the stallop has come but um i was able to do this report uh do the q and a host podcast on saturday which was last night and um after the podcast i started working on uh doing more of the c report 
and also working on some other features for that um, because the C report's doing pretty good. Um, it has a pretty, the audience is pretty, as far as I know, is pretty, it's growing. It is growing. Um, and then um, I've also been doing some uh, clips for QA Host podcast on TikTok that have been uh, received very well. I would say, um, in fact, like uh, if you were to click on the conservative category for TikTok, just like the general algorithm, you will see C reports popping up in TikTok. So that means that people are actually, you know, watching and paying attention. And so I'm like, God, because like um, my computer, I mean, like my computer, I run like the C report for TikTok and also Q&A holes off of my laptop. So with my laptop stalled out, I'm effectively uh, unable to work on TikTok because I also cannot work on my phone because my phone, well, basically, I don't use the cloud. Uh, there are particular reasons why I don't use the cloud. Would I make an exception to use the cloud? Maybe. If, like, say I knew my phone were dedicated to, like, non-personal things. But then again, you know, like, uh, like a business phone, I guess. But, like, even then, like, I don't know. I guess they also store your searches in the cloud or store the web pages you visited. So, you know, if I'm hopping around you know, reading, you know, things on, I don't know, General Lloyd Austin, or, you know, I don't know, uh, reading up on the latest uh, human child trafficking ring bust or something like that. Like, I don't know if that's going to send off any red flags to any of these people. But see, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about suppression, though, because I've always said, and, you know, I don't know it to be true. And some people probably just think I'm an egomaniac. But, you know, I've been publishing since 2003, 2005, I've been on the internet with my writing since about that same time, you know, because I was also in high school where the internet was finally existence and, you know, like in the late 90s and early 2000s. And I was also able to get on there. I mean, we were the first people to have web TV, the internet basically on our block because we had it through web tv when people weren't even getting it through their computers yet so <clears throat> i've had my name out there since then and as i said like when i was really getting into uh the hub of publishing about 2007 2008 um the people i was working with were telling me that they found me on the internet and I was everywhere and I was well connected. They're like, you're like, you're pretty well connected. You're, you're, you got a lot of, a lot of coverage on the internet. I mean, um, that's just because I've worked it from there, but you know, that's also what I'm talking about with the suppression. So, you know, whenever I say things like, oh, I, I'm just suppressed. Like I'm not really shadow banned. Michael Aaron Cossett isn't really shadow banned. He's just kind of suppressed somehow. Like, somehow they've algorithmed me away to some small corner of the internet. And that's why I don't really, you know, but I mean, on my, on my personal computer, you can find like eight to 10 pages off a Google search with my name, but like, you know, I don't know how that would be anywhere else, but it just goes to show the algorithms, like, because, uh, I mean, you know, maybe Michael Aaron Kosseris hasn't broken enough algorithms. I mean, that's very true, quite possible. 
But in some circles, like back then, it would have been like the poetry and the literary scenes, uh, especially for like, you know, I would say grassroots as in like, you know, uh, local um, city open mics, uh, that's kind of grassroots. So in those types of circles and publishing circles and independent circles, yes. In big academic circles, nah. You know, yeah. So I guess maybe I'm a bit of an egomaniac, but um, it's popping up. I'm, I'm popping up on TikTok, so I'll take it. And it's not even that. Like, what I'm doing on TikTok, because if you have a TikTok account, and most people do, right, at this point, because obviously it's huge, um, and it's run by the, it's owned by the communist Chinese who have a back door into its software, from what I understand, so they can see and own all of your uh, data through your phones or whatever devices that, and maybe that's why, but you know, I don't, I'm logged into a TikTok account, but it's not my personal account, but it's on my laptop and my laptop is now defunct. Um, and I'm not saying that that's why that's just a wild conspiracy theory, but, um, I'm doing one minute news reports on TikTok and I'm just reading news and headlines and sometimes inserting a little bit of opinion and I, I honestly, the thing, only reason why I think it's it's getting popular is because people don't have a lot to lose in a minute of time. So they can click on that tile and watch it and maybe learn something. <laughs> but um, uh, I can't do that now because my laptop is infected. Um, it's okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this body total has seen many infections and we have uh successfully withered any type of storm and uh gotten into well repair so i'm sh- certain i was gonna say i'm sure and i was gonna say i'm certain i'm certain that the laptop will find its way out <laughs> and um and see because i was thinking maybe it was like <sighs> possibly like the signal and i was like no because all the other devices work on our signal and um and and that's also because i had recently seen a device that uh helps that signal not get lost in all of the other signals that are floating around us blocking and buffering our wi-fi signals so um it just came to mind i was like well maybe i just need to make sure that i go ahead and have the strongest clearest you know, most capable signal coming to my computer. But then when I started to open up the other programs, and this happened after Q&A holes, after last night's program, I started working on the C report. Now, the, the way I normally will run a C report, like I will, in reading the news, I will just open up all these windows of articles I want to read. And then um, I will start to pour through them. And as I pour through them, you know, I will make notations, save certain bits of information. Uh, a lot of different programs are being opened. And then when I actually start running the C report, I'm running like two or three different programs at the same time, <coughs> plus two monitors to ensure that I can do it right, you know? So, and I'm looking to get, a th- uh, I'm looking to work a third monitor into my setup as well. And also work on uh, some sound. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm looking, I'm working to amp up my, uh, 
I guess the actual hardware that I'm using right now. My laptop, I've had it for about two years. And I'll be 100% honest with you. Um, I usually hold laptops about two to three years and then I get a new one. Why is that? Because uh, I usually break the screen or um, the screen will go out and I never replace the screen. And I never thought of the genius of just running. Oh, you know, actually, I think I had one or two laptops that had battery issues and maybe one of those one or two, the battery issue was that the, um, the, uh, the input, the power input supply, uh, at, on, on the actual uh, laptop console had either fallen in or melted or something that happened to one of my laptops, um, that was wrong with the power supply. The other one w- wouldn't retain a charge, um, I think it needed a new battery or something was going on. Anyways, computer issues, whatever. I would just get a new laptop. I would um, download my hard drive or, yeah, download my hard drive. Um, I would uh, get it. uh, I would uh, transpose it to an external hard drive. And I've heard um, of people that just work off of external hard drives. And I think when I get my new laptop, because I probably, I mean, I need to get a new laptop. I need one that has more RAM. I need one that has more speed. I need one that just can kick, kick everything in the ass and has good graphics. And maybe, maybe has a 10 key pad because I like 10 key pads. Um, We'll see. I don't need a touch screen. Um, I'm not that fancy. I just need a f- one that can handle running a lot of graphics and a lot of uh, programs because um, I want to be able to do more and do better reports. And and like uh, the reporting that I'm doing on the C report, I really like it because, uh, you know, okay, so there's this thing about reading articles, you know, like, yes, it is not my work. Um no, I am not taking credit for it by any means. Yes, I do give credit. And I do think that's important, even though some people might think that's petty or not important. But it is. And then also, um, to that effect, it, it, these are this is news in the aggregate. This is more First Amendment stuff. This is reporting. And at this point, I'm not making any money per se, where all of the work that I am doing is listener funded. You know, um, I'm not like what's the word and it's not it's not the point either right now with the c report i really consider that because i'm in a place that i'm able to do that i am considering this to be more of a public service type of thing because news reports and the uh, curation of them or i think you know being able to speak to them, getting them the big picture, like looking at all of that, like ha- looking at all of the aggregates. And that's what it is of journalism and news. Um, the f- This is Department First Amendment. You know, this is stuff that people need to know. And just just being able to filter it and curate it and process it uh, and share it, I think, is what's important the most important point to me. So in actually reading the work of others, it is because a, it would be a source that I do trust in. And, and even though that there are sources out there that should not be trusted, sometimes they do have articles that, uh, if you have, uh, discernment and you have actually there, there would also necessary would also not just be discernment, but actually also, 
knowledge more than like you don't want to just be guessing but you know you need to know you know some basics <laughs> you need to know some more intricate basics and then you need to know some more intricate knowledge um to be able to s- decipher and to cipher through all of this information that's going out there because i've come across bad information i've come across um information that was planted you know uh to to be dis- disinfo or uh, to be a, a negative psyop or something like that you know um uh, all of that is true and all of that happens information warfare is very real uh this is the age of information warfare that we're living in right now you know like this is how um this is how we're weighing a civil a civil a, ci- a civil <laughs> This is how we are waging a civil war. A civilized one at that. Because we are in an... We are living in the age of the era of the thing. No, it's because we're living... It's information. Like, uh, we have found a way, it seems, to be able to, to... covertly have a third world war or fourth world war i don't know how you want to look at it <laughs> without anyone really knowing about it i mean the you could thank the banks for that because they're the ones who started by uh you know doing all this funny stuff with um you know our uh our um percentages uh you know when they would uh raise and lower it uh and that that uh funding wars i mean funding wars on both sides uh running amok with the economy you know um i know percentages isn't the right word <laughs> i'm looking for it right now but like i said i'm finally in the proper headspace and um but you guys know what i mean if you if you know what if you know what i'm talking about you know what i mean and like um i'm not one to withhold information and I'm not one to test people for information because I take them at 100%. What I do expect people to do is to share information if they think it would help or if they have an idea about what would be one of the more effective or most, uh, um, yeah, the most effective, the most optimal way of approaching these things like i was thinking about it the other day uh well actually just last night and i was like well um when we're talking about you know this uh civilized uh information war that's going on right now and the coup that happened in the united states of america when president select joe biden was illegitimately uh um illegitimately took the office of the presidency of the United States of America, um, trying to, to choose my words correctly and, 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 you know, right. The experience with Michael Aaron Kosteris is listener supported. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to support future episodes you can contribute directly at anchor.fm slash the X podcast. Click on the support button and enter your card information for a secure donation. Choose your monthly donation, 99 cents to 9.99 a month. 
Every bit helps. Again, visit anchor.fm slash the X podcast spelled the T-H-E-X podcast E-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and tell them Michael sent you. Uh, but when that happened, um, there were a lot of different factors that I l- was looking back on. I mean, for one, we saw it coming. Like, I saw it coming. We saw it coming. The Patriots saw it coming. Because even though even though Trump and the administration and the military and Space Force and the Patriots and the American public who voted for him, the people, like, even though we all worked hard as shit, uh, more so the people on their side, obviously, behind the scenes and in the administration and the mil- all of that, obviously, way more harder than us, but we all worked hard. Um, and, and what we keep hearing about this whole thing is it was a sting operation like the military was running a sting operation on these people whomever is behind the biden administration and i think as it moves on we can see more and more that he's not running the show and when we used to say that back in uh the era of obama and back in uh the era of bush and back in uh the era of clinton cuz that's about where i can remember you know like i i think i remember a little bit of bush senior as well but barely cuz you know anyways um uh but but i always remember not just myself but it was in the nomen- nomenclature it was in the nomenclature that uh you know politicians are puppets politicians have their strings pulled politicians you know uh they say one thing and they do another because they they they're working for someone just trying to win elections and appease the people through rhetoric but their actions are different you know sleight of hand trick of the hand whatever um and that's 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 the way we've always seen that you know that, like I said, was the nomenclature. And finally, with Joe Biden, we literally see it. How do we see it? We see it because we're dropping bombs in Syria. We're loading up troops and uh, ground equipment, hardware, into Syria illegally. The Syrian government's pissed off about it. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris didn't even know what was going on and they're off riding around together in a Boeing 77. And people are like, uh, vice president and president are not supposed to be riding together, but whatever, right? Okay, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, okay? Just goes to show there is no protocol when there is no order. And these people are totally for disorder. They're totally for discord. <laughs> But, um, so anyways, getting back to my point, uh, 
we saw this coming because they've done this before. It's just this time everyone saw it. Like everyone saw it. And um, so I kind of take a step back and, and look at it and, and look at this. Look at this grand story that has been put out for everyone to discern. I mean, you may not see it, but people, it's out there. Like, it's in the subconscious. It's in the collective subconscious of everybody. Everything that's happened is in the collective subconscious of everybody. You can't help it. When you have 80,000, 80,000, yeah, 80,000, right, Americans voting for a man, when you have that many people and more seeing what is going on with the new president, uh, uh, alleged new president, and the media, then it magnifies because the people who were totally on the other side of the fence, like I'm talking like the Democrats or the liberals, or the ones who are just anti-Trump because they just didn't like the man, uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter whatever reason it was, it could be because of his, uh, his speech or his, his uh, countenance or the way he talks to people, whatever it is, you know, now they're seeing what the hell is going on. Like, they're like, wait, what? Like, and I think it's this crunch of time between uh, administrations, uh, in other words, the Trump administration leaving office and the Biden administration coming in, allegedly. Um, that we're seeing as a people. And so then whatever's at the back of that collective subconscious is starting to rise. And, and whatever, whatever all of us people who have discerned and been awake for years, that was then magnified. Because like, if you imagine like people like me and others who have been like, you know, like Alex Jones, who's been talking since 1999 or 97 or 98, you know, or 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 millennial Millie, who's been on the air since 2012. Um, think about them and their audience, and then how magnified that was when Trump came into play, because that tiny voice suddenly became huge. It became huge, because we're talking like and and people like and even Limbaugh. Uh, Jones, uh, I mean, you could even say like Crowder and, uh, Rogan and, and, um, uh, people like who talk politics are on the big radios or whatever, whatever you want to call them. Like, um, the ones who have a large audiences like that, uh, that have that large reach. Um, and Jones is a total shill. Jones is a, well, he's, he's totally compromised. Alex Jones is totally compromised. When Texas signs into law that, you know, um, that we can sue Google and, and we can sue Facebook or whatever for having us censored, whoever, Alex Jones will be back on the air. And he is totally a total bought out shill. They'll probably try to make him the next Rush Limbaugh. And I know that Dan Bongino, I heard, is supposed to be taking Rush Limbaugh's uh, time slot, but they will try and make Alex Jones that because he is a patriot and he has a strong voice. 
And, uh, you know, Dan Bongino was just fallout from Alex Jones anyways, um, as far as I'm concerned. Like, uh, Dan Bongino is one of Alex Jones' um, Johnny Appleseeds, as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, either way, it's Jones in the time, in the time, in uh, prime time top slot. So, um, but Jones is, Jones is 100%, unless they get the people behind whoever has him blackmailed or compromised, um, he's totally compromised and he knows it and, and he knows it. That's why he has no vigor in Vim and that's why he was totally against Q. Um, 100%, that's it. Like, there's no question in my mind, I feel it in my heart and soul, especially because of the things that had happened with Shadowgate. Now, I, I cannot get into all of this, people. I'm sorry, I cannot. This is not the point of me getting on this show at the moment. What I will say, though, I will finish my point, and my point was that stepping back from all of this mess and looking at it, I saw certain streams that are like the head of the Hydra, you know, and like, um, we, like I said, all of this is rising into, from the subconscious, the collective subconscious of humanity. That's why this is happening around the world. Because what happened in Myanmar was supposed to happen here. And I will talk with you about that very soon. Because when we were on Q&A Holes podcast, we were getting to this point that we, I was not able to get us across that finish line, but it has to do with the military-industrial complex. What's that, you might ask, Michael? I was going to say Mr. C. Well, okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. These streams I was talking about, one of the heads was the Federal Reserve, because the Federal Reserve is the monetary supply. It's the bloodline. It's how these people operate. They need the Federal Reserve, the central bank. In whatever country it is, the central bank, if it's Western Bank and owned by a certain people um, or family uh, or, or relations to that family or business relations to this, these types of work, or just look at the work, you know, let the work speak for itself. Let an audit happen on all these banks. You know, they already audited our Federal Reserve. We already, um, we already uh, took our Federal Reserve back into the Treasury. But that does not mean, because now Janet Yellen's in, that does not mean that we are 100% out of it. Now, the fiat money machine is one thing, and I don't disagree 100% with the fiat money machine. I think being able to make money out of nothing is absolutely valuable at times. Like, what if there was a, a what if there was a an intercontinental or planetary devastation event, and it didn't kill everyone, but you know, like it fucked everyone's shit up, you know, and you needed the funds to rebuild everything. Turn on the fiat machine, but when you're done, turn it off. And then let your uh, finite, sorry guys, but if it's a resource, it's probably finite, but let the, let the value that is solid of that help you pay back your debt on the fiat that you used temporarily. It's logical, guys. It's so logical. No one says we can't use fiat. Yes, fiat saved the world. God damn it. God bless it. Fiat saved the world. I see that. It's thousands times true because it's 
that it's there's no it's unlimited there's in other words if you but at the same time what is the downside to lack of moderation what do we say to all things moderation is key right well how is running a deficit of trillions of dollars in fiat negative money moderation you know turn off the fiat machine work down your debt with like a with a uh, um a, a secure a secure <laughs> type of 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 wealth backing whatever it is it doesn't have to be gold you know it could be platinum i mean platinum is you know worth more than gold but like uh i mean and i honestly think with the um applications of silver like yeah, that should be worth a lot more than gold but i mean colloidal gold guys you don't hear much about that, but that crap, and it's not crap. That stuff is, that's something else. So, um, like I said, the Federal Reserve, the central bank was one of the main arms. Okay. One of the other arms that I see is the human trafficking and the child trafficking and whatever byproducts that they make from humans, whatever, whatever industry they have off of humans anything having to do with humans like we should not have to have labels on our entertainment that say no humans were harmed or exploited in the use of this film we should not have to have that but lo and behold because of this industry of humans that we have out there we have to have human 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 friendly entertainment packages like we have to have human friendly porn and human friendly like like uh the the models in this uh this pornographic film were not used under duress and uh they, they were, were were used consensually uh, <laughs> i mean it sounds ridiculous because it is. We should never have gotten to this place as a society. Who got us here? That's the next question. And we're getting there as this knowledge rises to the consciousness. Because we infected you guys. You, this is the era of the virus, if you really want to think about it. We, okay, you, you, you have this fake-ass virus going, going on. Let me tell you something. The people of the truth... The people of the light, the people that know what's going on, the people that see and discern have infected the masses with a virus of truth into the subconscious realm. And it has, it has infected you all on a subconscious level. And you know it itches at the back of your brain. That's where this infection is getting you. It's at the back of your brain. Because you, that's where you have always felt that something was wrong. You have always felt something's not right. And you don't care what side it is. It could be your eight years or four years, or it could be your opponent's eight years or four years. But you always know something is wrong. And it felt so right, even though it felt so wrong the last four to, four years for you guys. Because the last four years, you were probably railing against this machine, right? And you were like, ah! And, and at the back of your head, you're like, I don't know why being angry at this orange man makes me feel... There's something at the back of my head that says, this doesn't feel right. You know, like being this angry about race, being this angry about uh, something that you don't even know is manufactured, you know? And now it's rising with this virus of knowledge and truth. 
this virus of knowledge and truth has infected the massive subconscious collective of humanity and it's rising and we'll talk about the Myanmar coup and we'll talk about how that pertains to America next soon because um that is the next vein um the next artery that we need to attack as a conscious unit as a unit that is subconsciously awakening because the knowledge is rising as these people they they're 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 pulling triggers there's certain mechanisms in this device which i call the media and social economic political sphere of of activity that they're doing that it's waking people up because it's like at the back of my mind i always knew it was wrong to have our gates open and thousands of people crossing the border but when orange man said he was going to have the wall i said no because that's inhumane and he's not human because he grabs women's genitals you see all that connection? But then Biden comes in, reverses Orange Man Bad's orders, and then all of these people stampede across and they bring COVID and it's worse because Texas and Mississippi said it was okay and we know it's not okay, but they're letting these, these illegals come in. And trigger, bam, mechanism just goes off. Wait, but Orange Man Bad. And it's lost. Orange man is no longer bad because Biden's letting COVID hungry patients into stupid Texas when it's a pandemic and they're just streaming across and he's not stopping them. And somehow orange man bad was able to stop him. How did he do it? He built a wall, but did it exist? We never saw it. And all of a sudden there's a 30 foot metal slat wall with all of these immigrants standing around it. Oh my God, orange man was right. What are we gonna do? That's what's happening, America. That is what is happening. And you know it's true and it's waking up and it's not a bad thing because we're all wrong. <laughs> but we all, I mean... I I mean, I just always say, like, if I know in my heart that something is wrong, and I'm not trying to sound like an, a morally astute or upright individual, because trust me, folks, I'm not. I have so many scars on my back and so many faults I cannot see. I'm not trying to be that person, but I'm just saying, like, if I know in my heart something is wrong or a lie and I go with it, I just, I feel like I'm lying to myself and it drops, it makes me feel like this hollow or this empty pit drop into my stomach or, you know, my heart drops or it just makes me feel empty and I don't like that feeling. And when I feel that feeling, I know something's wrong you know, and that's trusting my gut. And that's why I just, I say like, I've been wrong on things. I'm still not gonna, I'm still not denying what I said about Pence. I'm still not going to take that back because it's not been proven wrong. It has not been proven wrong. But if I have been wrong about something and, and I'm trying to think of something I have been wrong about, and if it is, it's something that's in the minutia or it's something that's in the flux. Because after all, I come from a dimension where James Earl Jones died. He died several years ago, James Earl Jones did. That was 
apparently several dimensions ago because now the man is walking and alive. He's he's smiling as he 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 walks like haggardly down uh I don't know Fifth Avenue or something in New York City. Um I'm like I've never seen this footage. I'm like he wasn't around for the Sandlot 25th anniversary. Um I'm like why I mean and, and you know and here's the other thing to think about. Where was this man during George, George Floyd riots? Where was jo- where was James Earl Jones during Obama? Where was James Earl Jones this entire time that all these things were happening to black people when this man would have been respected and revered and listened to? Where is all the footage of his opinion? You can't tell me that he became a recluse and then appears again at the age of 90. That's bullshit. He looks at, like a giant bloated half-white, half-black catfish walking down Fifth Avenue, struggling to walk like he's a zombie, can't even open the cab door, his eyes are as wide as a meth user. Who is that man? It's not even James Earl Jones, okay? So I'm just telling you, it happens. Sometimes things change, (laughs) but it's okay. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes James Earl Jones didn't die. But if that means that we're taking down the Biden administration and the entire black hat cabal network of the uh, Kazarians or whatever they are or whoever these people are, fine. I liked James Earl Jones anyways, and I don't see why they haven't made an entire Star Wars movie based on James Earl Jones and Darth Vader. Where's the Darth Vader origin story? Where's Darth Vader does Dallas? You know, like, they should have milked the shit out of Darth Vader already if James Earl Jones has been alive this entire damn time. Are you kidding me? Anyways, okay, I'm just telling you none of that makes sense. You cannot tell me with Star Wars coming back in 1997 with the reboots. Where was James Earl Jones talking about the reboots in 1997? You know what I'm talking about? Tell me that. Like, he should have been in the news with all of the Star Wars franchise blowing up the last 20 years, guys. I come from a dimension where James Earl Jones died. He's been dead. It wasn't James Earl Ray. It was James Earl Jones. There was not, it was not, it was not Mama Ray Jones. It wasn't Brother Ray Jones. <laughs> it wasn't Sister Earl Jones. It was James De Earl De Jones. Because I had a conversation with my dad about it. I watched it on Entertainment Tonight. Anyways, okay, guys, y'all are going to think I'm crazy. And y'all are definitely going to unsubscribe. And you're going to stop listening to the experience with Michael Aaron Cossers and everything that I have to tell you about the military-industrial complex and about uh, about uh, Christopher Miller and about um, Lloyd Austin III and about Timothy Holman is not going to mean anything. And I've just totally discredited myself because I'm talking about supposed Mandela effect stuff, you know, and here's the thing, because I brought that, I, I did bring this topic up to some of my friends, and the first thing they did was attack the Mandela effect, and I said, you know what, I didn't even bring up the Mandela effect, I don't even believe in the Mandela effect, I don't even know why you said it was a Mandela effect, because that has nothing to do with this, I'm just sharing a very specific memory that apparently some other people remember as well, <laughs> Even people who are not connected to my life and they try and uh, say, oh, it's just it's just the selective uh, remembering uh, imaginary. I don't know. Bullshit. I don't remember things that are false. 
but sometimes I do. Anyways, okay, um, I'm going to wrap on that because um, I need to get this episode out. Um, so here's what's going to happen. Because uh, I, I actually do need to let y'all know what's going on with the C report. Um, okay, so when I was running the C report, every like I normally do, everything stalled. I opened up and I'm finally closing the circle on this virus thing. Um, my laptop stalled because I thought it was the Wi-Fi. It stalled when I opened up other programs and it just froze. So I haven't been able to produce a C report because I run all the articles off my laptop. I run off programs that I need for my articles to put my show together. I mean, I could try and do it off the cusp on my phone, but I don't think it would be a report, nor would the quality be there. Uh, I could, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll find a way to get it. I'm trying to get this uh, squared away as soon as possible. But in the meantime, I will get another episode of the experience out onto Anchor and onto Spreaker. Uh, well, it'll be on Anchor and all of the other podcasts. So again, uh, subscribe to my podcast if you like what you hear. That way you can hear it on any of your podcast players, whatever whatever station you like to tune into, whether it's iHeart or... Oh, actually, I'm not on iHeart yet. Um, but whether it's, you know, uh, Spotify or it's uh, Google or Apple iPods, um, I mean, uh, iTunes, any anything you want to hear it on. I'm even on like some independents like Blueberry, uh, Himalaya... Uh, stuff like that. So wherever you would like um, to listen to this, subscribe so you can always hear it. And the C Report runs on this. If you're hearing this episode, this show, um, if you're hearing the experience with Michael Aaron Kostris, you will also hear the C Report if you're subscribed. Um, if you do not hear this experience, you're going to hear the Q&A whole stuff. And, you know, that's awesome, too. I'd say subscribe to the both, but you're going to get double C Report sometimes. Um I do want to talk to you guys about the military industrial complex and that's not, uh, I was, I was thinking of whether or not that would be a C report, but I don't think it is going to be only because I'm going to be more speaking than actually reading some notes and I mean, actually reading articles. And, uh, that's only because we were talking about the, uh, some elements of the military industrial complex on Q and a holes podcast last night before my computer could put, and um, I really, uh, I was, ooh, uh, we, I, we, this is, this is another vein, guys. We had, we have the central banks, the monetary system, because through the monetary system, they control the political system and every other elements of the government and the people and the country that way. Um, we have the human trafficking and the child sex trafficking and whatever industries come off of that. It's a billion dollar industry. That's another funnel. And then we have the military-industrial complex, which is another funnel. And of course, there are other things too. There's like the pharmaceutical-industrial complex. You know, there's um, uh, there's the drugs, of course, the cartels and the gangs, um, and there's the media also. Um, I would say of the six items that I just listed, uh, the military, the pharmaceutical, the drug and cartel. Uh, those three are the deadliest ones. Uh, they have killed. They kill. Those ones kill for sure. Um, I'm sure the media does too. Uh, I'm sure, you know, oh, the banks do too. Obviously, duh, JFK. Uh, but but like what I'm saying is like whoever is at the top of these cultures, whoever's at the top of these, whatever, whomever 
is, because it could be a group of people, not just one person, but whomever is presiding the dominant culture of these streams or these tentacles or these hydra, however you want to like look at it, uh, they have they have a culture of death, domination. Um, they have a culture of ruthlessness and and whatever it is that it is it's not good for humanity this is how they've controlled everything and basically what i was trying to say on the saturday show with the guys was that right now like like we uh talk about the bad people in politics and the bad people in business and and the bad people and financing and all that stuff is coming out and CEOs are coming down. We need to take a huge magnifying glass and do that to our military. And I think basically it's going to boil down to a law, an amendment, something saying that military cannot hire contractors or something like that. They're going to have to bust up the contractors and the businesses and the military and office holding office uh they're gonna have to they're gonna have to make that cooling off period between retirement and going back into the government sector or go, whatever that is they're gonna have to make that double i think they should go from eight years to 20 years like they need they need they need to make sure that if you were working for the military at any point and especially as a high level official that you cannot go back in as a contractor or work as a lobbyist or work in the private or the the public sector you know to make advantageous like unethical because i mean that's all that uh, retired general lloyd austin III is doing right now that's what he's doing exactly what he's doing right now that's why we're going into syria among other purposes that that is fulfilling that is one of them anyways i am long spoken allow me to uh Allow me to depart now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to publish this episode immediately, and I will have another one coming up soon, and I will keep you guys updated on the laptop situation, because as far as... And I really need to keep going on the C report. I need to keep doing that. I will keep up with the news as much as I can and possible while I'm doing this, but also at the same time, I am um, as well... uh, some personal things here at the house, like I said, with my family that I'm taking care of, um, or I'm, I'm assisting with that, you know, is very important. Um, but I would also like to say at the close of this episode, because I do say it to you guys as much as I can. And when I remember, it's like, I do love you guys. I love you guys all. Um, I think, uh, I just, well, actually, I don't think like that. I don't even need to think about that. Um, but I also do want to say, um, on a personal note, uh, to both my sisters who are going through some very hard times right now, um, I just want to publicly say that you, you guys, I love you guys. And I don't think that they would take it. I don't think they would take it any certain way that I'm saying this publicly because I'm not, obviously I'm not going to tell their stories or, you know, spill their beans, but I just do want them to know that I love them both. I love you guys both very, very much. And to my brother, whom we have not seen eye to eye recently, but he also has had some hard times going through. I love him too. I love you too, bro. So anyways, both of you, all three of you guys and my mom, because family is very important. Um, and I don't get personal on my shows. 
um, at all, but I just, you know, I need my family to know that I love them very much, and, um, and my heart is always with you guys, okay? All right, y'all, I'm gonna sign out for now, but I will be back shortly, and I will keep you guys updated, and just, you know, go to my website, The Root Money Returns, buy, buy some of my books, that help supports me directly, I will cover shipping, um, and I will send you a book. And if you want it signed, just let me know. Um, otherwise, support me at um, uh, anchor.fm slash dxpodcast um, slash support. Stick around. There will be a commercial. I didn't play one already. So this way, there's a spelling. Anyways, thanks, guys. I appreciate it so much. I miss you all. I miss you all. I will be back. Stay tuned. <laughs>